Hey, DGB sisters, Donna Rudowitz here for another Divorcing Gracefully and Beyond show. Today we have Margaret with us. Hi, Margaret. Hi. I'm so happy you're here. We're so excited. And for those of you who are new to the Divorcing Gracefully and Beyond community, or maybe you just happen to stumble across us, we are a community of women. I am Donna Rudowitz, and I am a rapid transformational relationship coach, as well as a trained psychotherapist based here in New York. And what we do at Divorcing Gracefully and Beyond is we learn how to reclaim our power, recover our brilliance, get our life back post-divorce, right? We were, we, we like to say we are women who've been through a divorce. We are not divorced women right? We've been through something, but that is not our identity. And Margaret is a graduate who came, you've been with us, you graduated quite some time ago, right? Right. Maybe, right. maybe the three years ago or so. It, yeah, maybe? exactly. It was 2019. Yeah, yeah. So three years. And so Margaret is here. I, we, we were talking in the, um, <laughs> the green room in the back, how excited I am, because I haven't really got the chance to speak to you in a while. So this is amazing to hear your journey. So welcome to the show, Margaret. You. Maybe you could let your sisters know kind of where you're from and a little background information, okay. and then we'll get right into it. I am from Tennessee and uh, right outside of Nashville. I am now married. I uh, met Donna. I was not, but through her and her motivation and encouragement and um, direction, I met a wonderful guy. So I am married now. Previously divorced twice, unfortunately, but um, it leaves a scar. And I was at a, uh, the lowest point ever, ever when I met Donna. So she just pulled me up and out and I'm here now. And remarried. And remarried. And, and Denise is sending you a heart. One of your DGB sisters Aww, is sending you a heart. You. <laughs> so I love, I love that you said that. Um, you know, I, first of all, let me rephrase this. I don't love that you came to me at the lowest point of your life because that's suffering. And I, I never like to see a sister suffer, right? None of us want to see anybody suffer. But what I love that you said is when you came to me, and this is when so many women will find their way to divorcing gracefully and beyond when their back is against the wall. And I literally say this, sometimes when our back is against the wall and we have no other choice is the best time to come because we will do the work on ourselves. You know, it's not like, it's, it's not like I'm thinking about it or maybe it's like, no, I've got to change. And when you came to DGB and I remember it specifically, you were motivated. You were motivated to change. You were motivated to learn, not from a place of right or wrong, bad or good, but I've come from a pattern of having two past marriages that didn't work. I don't want a third one that doesn't work. However, I do want to be in a marriage where I do, I share my life with someone. So why don't you tell me a little bit about where you were and what, you know, really kind of brought you to do the work in DGB? Well, where I was, um, like I said, you identified it, a soul fracture, yeah. you know, uh, I had lost my purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, lost my, I tear up thinking about it. It was mm -hmm. a bad spot. And, um, you know, when you're beat down yeah. from spouses through their lives or deceit or their verbal abuse or whatever, it can put you, you forget your work. You forget yes. your value. You forget your purpose. Um, and that's where I was. I'm, I'm there with you because I remember mine too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it it takes a lot of um, a strength to pull you back out. Mm -hmm. And you gave me that strength and you mm -hmm. gave me that um, motivation and, and 
realized that I had a purpose and I had worth and I had value and um, what they said or did didn't mean that's who I was. Right. Who I was was the person that I know I'm to be. I'm a child of God and I am a uh, honest, good, kind person. You are. When they Wonderful mother, right? And grandmother, right? You have, I mean, your family is so beautiful. I have three children, seven grandchildren. And um, and even when I met my husband, which was after, like I said, with your motivation, um, I was scared. And, you know, and I, I had trust issues. Mm-hmm. And it was my adult children that would say, Mom, he's a good person. Mm-hmm. Mom, you need to pay attention. You know, you do this all the time. You get scared and you back up. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had raised him by myself. They were yeah. eight, seven, and 14 when their dad left. That's exactly what I was going to say to you. What What was the time when the, their dad left? How old were the kids? They're, yeah, they were eight, 11, and 14. And how long by the time you came to me? How long were you, what I like to say, in the wilderness for? Oh, my gosh, Donna, let me see. 25 years. Mm-hmm. You know, but in between, I've had that one other marriage where mm-hmm. I was verbally abused. Mm-hmm. And... um so it was just, mm-hmm. you just get beat down after a while because you think you're not good enough and you, yes. think you don't have any power and you just lose all that. Uh, this goes power. back, this goes back to what we talk about in DGB, right? Which is, exactly. it's a pattern belief or behavior that 90% of the time isn't even our belief system. It's, it's, it's not even our behavior. It's not even who we are. It's been embedded into us from another person. And I see this all the time. And so if you are listening to this and you are aligning to what Margaret is saying, and I'm, I'm speaking to those women who like yourself and and myself, Margaret, we are, we are women with hearts of gold. I would say, I honestly, like we, with, with mothers, we're friends, we're family. Like we are the women in the community that are committed, right. To, and loyal to the people we're connecting to. Right. And so for whatever reason, we attracted this person who wasn't the right partner, but their belief systems over time embed into our belief systems. And it becomes so insidious where you don't even realize it's happening, but their belief systems begin to take control. And even though you know you have worth and you have value and you're worth more than what you are tolerating or surrendering to is in your mind, you're like, well, maybe he's right. Or maybe, maybe I, maybe I, maybe he is seeing it. Like, you know, and we begin, it's, it's like the definition of insanity. Our, our rational mind becomes infiltrated by an irrational mind and the irrational soon takes over. And then once they blame you for everything, after a while, you think, okay, it is my fault. You know, this is, you know, so you feel all that guilt. And then, well, think about this, Margaret. I think as, as young women and, and not, not everybody, but I would say as a, as a young woman or a young girl growing up, we are surrounded by cheerleaders, you know, a lot of us, not everybody, right? But you meeting a cheerleader, meaning you, you'll have a teacher that says you're smart, you could do this, or you'll have a friend who, who will believe in you, or you'll have a parent who will believe in you, or a, a cousin or a caregiver or someone. Some There are people who don't, you know, grow up with actually the opposite, right, with not the caring people. But let's just say for the most part, you know, we have people and cheerleaders around us, and then we get to college age, and it's just like, all of those cheerleaders sort of go and you're, you're sort of on your own in order to 
um, you know, kind of go out in this world. And then what ends up happening is we begin to take on and, and believe what other people tell us, which is not based in fact whatsoever because the part, and tell me how, when I say the statement, I want to hear what you said is, is going back to the soul fracture. Mm -hmm. The part we, we lose sight of our connection to our divine source yes when we lose sight because i want to also repeat this to everybody who is listening you never lose connection you feel you lose connection because you are never alone you are never disconnected like i i, I don't know if you remember this little joke that i used to say in dgb which is i have a washboard stomach i just got a couple of loads of laundry on it right now <laughs> we, can't, we can't quite get to it and you also always said a feeling is not a fact Feelings on effect, same thing. So when we feel we're disconnected, it is a feeling, it is not a fact. And so what happens though, is when we feel disconnected and we actually do our lower, our vibrational frequencies go lower and lower and lower, we're in fear, worry, doubt, shame, condemnation, all of that. We, we really are unplugged in a sense. Like we feel we don't, and that's the soul fracture is the damage and the pain is so great. It actually impacts the, us on a soul level. And the rejection. Yes. You know, the rejection. Abandonment. What about that? A rejection and the abandonment. Exactly. Um, as we were talking earlier, I had written this, just recently written a book. Yes. Uh, I can't oh, wait to read it. Shouting a light on the truth. I can't wait to get it out there. But one thing I did write in there was about rejection. And, you know, it's not always about you. You think it is, but it's not. It's really about the other person and their problems. And they're just throwing it off on you. And if we can just remember that, which it's hard to remember it when you're going through so much rejection, so much pain and so much stuff being thrown at you, that it's not you. It is them. Yeah. I, I have to learn that. Such wisdom in that statement. And I wonder, and I don't know if we're going to, we're going down the rabbit hole on this one, but might as well go for it anyway, is yeah. where, where in society did, was a rule book written that women must hold the baggage for, for people, for their loved ones. Exactly. I have no where, idea. Where, so we where was that written? We do that for our spouses, for our children, for everybody. We do it. We do it. We, 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 and, and so there's something that I like to say, which is we could still be loving women and caring towards our loved ones, friends, family, children, all of that. Right. That's, 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 that's a beautiful part. I think about being a woman is the, the, the nurturing and you give a woman a, a seed, she's going to create a meal right? You give a woman a house, she will create a home. We have the ability to create out of nothing. And, and man can't do that. We can. So we never want to lose that. The issue comes when we self-abandon, where we say your needs are more important than mine. So I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to hold your baggage. I'm going to try to make your pain less, and I'm going to hold it all on me. Now we self-abandon and this here, herein lies the pattern of attracting narcissistic men or people who can't mm -hmm. possibly be attached to us because we haven't learned to be attached to us first. And so the journey does go into this. I know this is sounds so esoteric and so out there, but the journey really is, is setting the standard that yes, my children are important. Yes. Other people are important. I'm important too. And it's yes. this journey of self-love and, and discovery. You, you lose that. You lose that through all the, 
So what do you think is the reason behind losing that? What do you think is the most common thing for women? I mean, just in your own experience, speaking from experiences, what is it? Why, why do we as women come into a marriage with an identity that's strong, that's bold, that's brilliant, that's beautiful, that's, vi that's vibrant, right? Where, and then over the years with a marriage that is not working for us or after a divorce, what, what is it and why do we do that to ourselves? Um, I don't know if it's where our mothers mm -hmm. embedded mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. you know, to be always be strong and always, you know, mm -hmm. help the other person or whatever, or if it was um, possibly, I don't know, um, just as wanting to be loved and, and wanting to fix things. You know, yeah, and I wonder, and, and as you're saying this, Margaret, because I wonder if we have, if we have an outdated model of what a marital relationship looks like? I would say yes, definitely. Right? Definitely. It's my, my three children, mm -hmm. in spite of, and this is so funny, Donna, you'll love this. <laughs> I told my son once, I said, I said, Rich, you are such a wonderful husband. I, I don't know how you learned that. You were only 11 when your dad left. Mm -hmm. And he says, Mom, you taught me. And I said, how, how did I teach you? Mm -hmm. He says, mom, he says, you taught me if the mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. But anyway, but because <laughs> he's they, right, he's they right. have been married, yeah. you know, each of all three of them, so the last one, 25 years, and they all have a beautiful, beautiful family. And I think it's because of the women, my daughter, I raised her to be tough, you know, to stand around and to be prepared. Should he walk off, she could take Mm -hmm. Care mm -hmm. my daughter and I's all had that instilled. So I think they're tough and they stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. Where mm -hmm. our generation, we just didn't get that education. Mm -hmm. I didn't anyway. And that's why I love to say in the past, because mm -hmm. those patterns, beliefs, and behaviors that we have taken on that are outdated right. is now we get to learn a different way. Hence the reason why divorcing gracefully and beyond is here. This wasn't here. 15 years ago, because there was nothing like it. I needed to create it because think there, where I would have been if it had been Donna, I could have seen you then not waiting. Right? So <laughs> but I'm telling you like, and so I, I think there's this, 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 we're following rules that simply don't apply anymore. And now what we get to say is now we get to create the rules that do apply for our relationship and our marriage and how we do want to show up. Right. And we have certain belief systems here, which is, you know, we are, there's no second best when it comes to relationship. There's many parts of our life where good is good enough. You don't need to, you know, it's perfect. You don't have to be perfectionist, but on the relationship side, good is not good enough. And you've got to set certain standards. So what's different in this marriage where you're at, right? Where, where, where you are today, what's different in you that, that is making this marriage so beautifully and, and, and so wonderful to participate in? And people watching this, Donna is not paying me to do this or saying this. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. hundred percent truth. Donna. Donna taught me to uh, to step up. Mm. If in a marriage, if something's not right, you step up and you say, "I need you. I need you to step up too. I need us to be a team. I need us to work together." You know, hold, stand your voice, hold your voice, be strong, and realize you're strong. Mm -hmm. That's what it was, Donna. Mm. You, you, when I met you and it, through your training, you told us to write a thank you book where we yep. write three thank yous, yep. a miracle book, mm -hmm. 
And then we got into manifestation. Yes. And you said, you write down the qualities you want in a man. Mm-hmm. You manifest it. You believe it. Mm-hmm. Watch it happen. Mm-hmm. It did in three weeks. It was, it was crazy. In three weeks, I meet this guy. He had every quality. And like you said, I didn't put on my list tall, handsome, dark, any of those things that in years ago I might look for. I put someone that would, um, it was important that they didn't drink in front of my children. Mm-hmm. If they drank, that's fine. Although my children were grown, I just... Having came from a father alcoholic. 100%. And that's yours to own. I don't want them to drink in front of my children. No, no apologies necessary. I, yeah. I had my list, had about 20 things on there. And he met every one of them. And whenever we would do things or he would do things that I didn't approve of, because of you, I had the courage to say, that is not my belief. That is not what I want in my life. We we need to adjust this. We need to work on this. We're a team. And I had the backbone, so to speak, because you gave it to me. That's, yes. that's different. Oh, my gosh, Margaret. My heart is bursting because, you know, the, that's coming to my head is you learned how to honor yourself. Exactly. You learned how to step in your authenticity. You learned how to embrace the most beautiful parts of you and also embrace the parts that we all have baggage. Like, listen, there's no one here that's listening that doesn't have their own shit we have to handle, right? It's everybody has it, but we're honoring it. And what we're saying is when something doesn't feel right or is going amiss, rather than it be a, a, a fight, or rather than it be, let me not say anything, let me bury it, let's just, we'll talk about, maybe we'll go away, right? So the ignoring, none of that is just, wait a minute, this doesn't feel right. I'm going to have a conversation with this because that's all it is, guys. What what I'm teaching Margaret and what Margaret has learned is that her feelings matter. And if something's off, she doesn't have to hold, will he like this conversation or does will he not like this conversation? We learn a set of emotional regulation that allows us to be okay if someone's not okay with us. Because it doesn't mean there's not love. It doesn't mean that we are not connected. It just means we may have a differing opinion on something or a differing belief system. And Mm. let's bring it to the table so we could have a conversation. We could pivot. Then we could create the plan of what we're going to do to move forward. And that's it. It's over. It's done. And the adjustment happens. That's all this is. It's pivots. And then the other thing, Donna, was... You taught me because that's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship with someone and you do speak up and it creates an argument or a fight or anything, then that's the wrong person. That's the wrong and person. They're not going to change. They're going to never listen to you. So you need to always just try to keep your courage and stand up for what you believe in. And your work. Yes. And Margaret, I am so, oh my God, my heart is like, the fire is coming out of my skin right now because I'm so on fire on this, is sometimes the right decision is the hardest one to make. That's true. Because you're not tolerating a low level of, of someone not honoring you. You're choosing to live at the highest level that you can and only be with the person who's going to honor that level. 
We are not going to lower ourselves to their level. We're going to give them the opportunity to meet us where we're at. And one thing I could say to every woman who's listening to this, heed this now to what Margaret and I are talking about. If a man or a partner is showing you that, and this is how they're showing up, don't, don't make it mean something else. Take it as the truth. He's not honoring you. (laughs) He's not going to change. Now you have a choice. Do I wish to live like this? Do I wish to be disrespected? Do I wish to be not quite the first person on the totem pole in his life? Do I wish to be? And if you say yes to all of those, then go on, then keep doing what you're doing. But if you're divorcing gracefully and beyond sister, we, we are no one second best. Right? We're no one second best. We've learned to bring our life up to our highest level. And we only will be with a partner who meets us where we're at. Now, again, doesn't mean we have to agree on everything all of the time. You're going to have disagreements. However, they're going to be talked about. And you're going to state your, what I would say, your, your feelings. And I think, how does that feel to be able to be an integral part of a relationship where you're not worried? You're, you're, what I would say is, is you're more empowered. Uh, two things. First, it was really hard when, when you've been in a relationship where you weren't respected, yep. you weren't listened to. If you said anything, they would scream and yell or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're sort of on eggshells yep. the first time or two you do it. And then you get it gets a little easier than you realize, okay, we can talk. This is the right person. This is the person that's going to listen to me and I'm going to listen to him. It's a two-way street. I'm going to respect him. I'm going to respect his mm-hmm. you know, thoughts and opinions of me and the children or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to have these discussions, but it's hard to have faith in that this, he's not going to be like a former person was. Correct. Because it's a different, it's different. And that's what I like to say is it's, it's the conversation and, and, and speaking for yourself is we could use the word hard or we could use the word different. Cause like you said, it's hard because you, you haven't built that muscle yet. That's exactly right. Right. Because you, it's, mm-hmm. it's just time in the saddle of learning to do. And then once you're there, it's like, wait a minute, it's not so much hard anymore. It's just different because I'm used to doing it in a different way. Energy likes the path of least resistance. It's going to go into your mind. Well, if I say this, then he'll say this. And if I say that, then he's going to say this. We've played out the story probably days before the actual conversation would have actually taken place. And think about that life force energy that has been stolen from us, right? Versus noticing something in vivo in the moment and saying, wait a minute, this doesn't feel right. Let me, let me have a, and having the conversation immediately or soon thereafter, allowing him to express his thoughts or his feelings any way that he needs to without making the meaning Mm -hmm. and then making a decision to pivot together. Exactly. What the next steps are. I mean, and those men are there. You just have to look for them and so see yourself for who you are, your strength, and then look for that strength in them. Let's repeat that again. Because I hear this all the time. I hear Donna, there's no good men out there. Donna, they're all the same. You know, and when you came into DGB, you might have thought the same thing. I've been hurt, right, by all of these people. But let's go back to what is a DGB sister. And if you're listening to this conversation, you know, even though your brain, which is the 5%, may be saying it's tough and maybe there's not good men out there, 
you wouldn't be listening to this if your soul didn't have a knowing you're meant to be with someone. Now, it doesn't have to be marriage, right? It could be whatever it is, but to share your life with someone. That's what we want to reconnect to, right? Is that soul guidance because your soul is leading you. There's something more. And so let's go back to saying what you said about they, they are out there, right? There's really good granted there there may be not so good men out there there are but what i like to say to this margaret is you and i right now are having a conversation and our dgb sisters who are listening are listening in and we're good women and so what makes us think that there's not men that are like us out there and now you know because you have a partner who was like that right so exactly. yeah you have your partner out there who is what i would say your reciprocal in who you are as a person our job is to get you to your highest level of vibrational frequency so you can meet him because you're not going to meet him when you're suffering or on your lowest level of vibrational frequency. Think about the years you, were, you weren't there and you probably blocked out a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, it was, I was talking about they're all the same. Donna, after my first husband left, now I lo he was my childhood sweetheart. I adored him. Um, I wanted it, I wanted him back. I wanted our marriage back. And I remember people would say, why? why? Why do you want him back? He was unfaithful to you. You know what my comment was then? Mm -hmm. Well, the next one to be unfaithful to, I might as well have the kid's dad. Mm. So not true. Had I realized that wasn't true then, I would have been saving myself a lot of trouble. But it's exactly like you said. You find someone that's honest like you, that's loyal like you, yeah. that's, your, yeah. that's your reflection. And then you can walk hand in hand and talk and discuss and, and they're out there. They are. They are. I'm, I'm remarried. You're remarried. And now one of the things that I want to put out there to, uh, to those of you who are listening is the reason why Margaret is remarried and the reason why I am remarried and the reason why many women in Divorcing Gracefully and Beyond have found their partner or are on the way to being remarried is because the first step they did was marry themselves. We, we, we put aside everybody else. We put aside everything. Now, again, I'm not saying you abandoned your family and left them to like yeah. live on their own, but you're for, for three and a half months, you dedicated to yourself and you learned, okay, what are the patterns, beliefs, behaviors that don't serve me? Let's get rid of those. You learned what are the patterns, beliefs, behaviors that do serve me. Great. Let's create those. You learned how to do your gratitude journal, your miracle and synchronicities journal. You learned how to reprogram the brain to look at what's right versus what's wrong. You learned on your coaching calls, right, of, okay, what, what are the areas of my life that I'm not seeing? Because we can't see the label through the jar. What are the belief systems that I think are perfectly normal until I say them out loud and someone says, okay, great. But have you thought about this? And you're like, holy shit, I didn't even, that's even an option for me. I didn't even know that was an option, right? And we learned, and I remember you on the group coaching calls, you learned from hearing other people, right? You learned from yeah. their stories. You learned, and also I think it was a level of, wow, I'm not alone, right? Not oh, that's, alone. That's a big one, yeah, to realize you're not in this I'm alone. not alone. There's other women like me who mm -hmm. are smart, intelligent, and man, we we just, we're, we're in the space. And now, now I get to decide. And so this is the part that I really want to reiterate is, exactly what Margaret said is she designed her soulmate. Now you may think this is woo woo. You may think Donna, you're like off your meds. You're like crazy. I am not. I have seen it. This is, this is science now guys. 
number one, you must get rid of the patterns of the past. Okay. You're not, and number two, you can't do this work alone. It's just, I'm just going to put it out there. I know you may not want to hear it. And I'm just going to be honest with you because that's how I roll. You got, you got to get rid of the patterns of the past. Number two, you've got to learn this to set the standards and, and, and to set the new way that what of things you will not tolerate. Exactly. Yep. And practice it because you got to, you got to practice it and then come back and get coached and practice and come. So you're learning this new identity, right? You're literally creating a new identity. Then lastly is, 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 is really getting clear of who it is that I want in my life. Like you said, it's not about the tall, dark, handsome guy. Great. We, in the past, we wanted that tall, dark, handsome, strong, all of that. But mm -hmm. guess what? That pattern didn't work for us. <laughs> we got, you know, it just like, it wasn't, it, it, the looks were there, but the others weren't. And so what you're, we're doing now is putting down, cause no one's over your shoulder saying you, that's not possible for you or you, this is where you really get honest and you put in what it is you want. Like I wrote, like what you had said about not, you know, drinking in front of my kids or whatever. I, I wrote similar things. Like I want a man who is loyal, who's honest, who's emotionally available, who oh has God. good friends, right? Who has, a, who has a network of friends that he's, that he's had over 10 years. He doesn't have to be best, but because I like the consistency, right? And, and was kind to his parents, comes from a good family, likes to travel is, you know, is, 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 will be great to my girls, like loves family is, you know, cause that's my, my main value, right. Is family, God, mm -hmm. family. So having those same love, loves church, loves all of it. Cause you know, I, I, at the time I was a Sunday school teacher. I was at a church. I was very dedicated to that. I was very dedicated. And people are like, Donna, there's no, I mean, and turns out that when I met Michael, he was, a, he was going to a Catholic church, but there was that sometimes he, he was kind of in distress at the Catholic church and he, kind of, I said, what are you doing? He's, I'm like, I'm going to church on Sunday. He's like, can I come with you? I'm like, sure. Right. And we went to church anyway, long story short, two years later, he's the main Sunday school teacher. And Ashley oh. was teaching Sunday school. My daughter, Rebecca was he, we all were, it was like this interesting way that God will always bring you what you need, not necessarily what you want. Right. So when you're making your manifestation list, don't put what you want per se, put what you need. I need a man who is loyal. I need a man who's going to be honest. I need a man who's not going to drink in front of my family and, and have no qualms over it. If we want to share a bottle of wine, great. But I don't want, I don't want like, you know, I don't want that or whatever it is. And that's what you get. And that's what, that's what you got. That's exactly what I got. Yeah. And let's crunch. Let's just throw out Margaret. Let's just throw out this essence of time. Because again, I remember our call specifically when I first met you. You were in the wilderness 25 plus years, right? Just on and off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. You're like, I don't know what else. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, just mark my words in three months, a lot's going to change. It's not like your life is going to be perfect and everything's going to be great, but your life will change. So yeah. don't believe it when people tell you you, you have to stay suffering for years and, years and years and years and years and years and years and years. You do not. You give me three and a half months, I could change your life. You know, and, and then you have to take the responsibility. And this is something that I want to give you credit for, Margaret, and for everybody else. Margaret invested in the DGB program. She did the work. She showed up. But she continued to do the work over the years, right? It wasn't like you you were a lifelong learner. You kept learning. You kept mm -hmm. hearing. Like when your kids are saying, Mom, maybe you're looking at this. You were able to take a step back, use the tools that you learned at DGB, utilize them, see, okay, let me pivot. Let me, is there something that I'm not seeing? And and I remember staying in touch with you and you were continuing to look at the modules, continuing to listen to things, continuing to do the gratitude, continuing to do, you didn't stop. Even today, 
if, I do the gratitude. Same. Uh, same. I still do it. And I will tell you that this is what brings me peace and power. And I hope it does you, Margaret, for where you are today. And I hope it does for the rest of the sisters who are watching this. You have power to write your story. You are writing a story. So don't get me wrong. Everybody here who's listening to this is writing a story. You're either writing a story of victimhood or mm -hmm. you're writing the story of hero. Might as well write the story you want. Okay. Because that's how energy works. That's how this physical world works. And we're getting the science and spirituality are, are the gap is lessening and lessening and lessening. And we realize we get what we think about the most and we don't get what we want per se. We get who we are. So when we're changing the internal structure, we're actually creating the external experience. Mm -hmm. And I want the girls listening to listen not what you're saying, I mean, what you're saying, Tree, but how you're saying it. Mm -hmm. They can spend months, weeks, years, whatever, with a counselor. I've done that, and you get nowhere. Yep. Going with you, the money I spent, I didn't have it at the time, but I did it anyway, mm -hmm. was the best investment I have mm -hmm. ever made in my life. Ever. So if you're out there and you're listening to Diamond, you hear this, by all means, just do this for you because mm -hmm. you you matter and you're important. And, uh, and I'm going to go with you. I'm going to come on that. You matter. You are important. You worth this work. Mm -hmm. You are worth this work. And what brings me is, I know you can't see it now, but I'm coming to tears too, right? To see where you're at is this is my journey. This is your journey. And, and, this is the secret to success, taking the leap of faith. I have yet, have yet have seen where when someone comes into the DGB program, they have the money, everything's where it needs to be. It's exactly, matter of fact, most women like yourself, that funds weren't there. Mm -mm. Life is in chaos. Everything is all over the place. Like, I mean, there's, there's really, if you look at it in, in a sense, there's so many things that are, that are not in order. What happens is we take the leap of faith and in that moment is where we command order. That's where everything starts is we're commanding order back in our universe because we've commanded ourselves. We are making that decision and now the universe must comply. And don't waste any more time. That would be my great advice. Do it now. Do it now. Mm -hmm. and it's like one thing Don used to always say that you would go out and you see couples together and you think, well, she can have that. I can too. Yeah. Yeah. And people need to remember they can have it too. And just put yourself first for a while, bite the bullet, spend that money. And no, 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 no. It's going to be profitable to you. It's going to yes. make you be stronger. It's going to be the best thing you've ever done in your life. Ever. Well, thank you, Margaret. I, I mean, honestly, and like Margaret said, I, this conversation is just us, but I, your words are so, are so poignant to me is because I feel the same way that the investment we make in ourselves is profitable. We see it so many times we see it as an expense. It is never an expense. It is always an investment because number one, we get our life back. Hands down, that's the most important thing. 
we get our life back. Your children see you as a completely different person. Like you're, you're showing them the way, right? You're the matriarch of the family. We're, we're commanding our life to move a certain way, but that's just the beginning. Everything past that's gravy, right? Like having, having, being able to enjoy life, get being married, connecting with, that's all gravy because you've already established the basis for peace. And I'm writing this book. I mean, I tell you, I would have never, ever, ever got this done without you. Mm. So I can't wait to get the message out there. So what's the name of the book, Margaret? Shining a light on the truth. Okay. So what we're going to have to do is I'm putting it up here so people could see the title and take a look out for it coming up in the next, I don't know, what, three to six months you may be coming out Mm -hmm. soon. But you and I are going to hop back on and we're going to do another here with the book, with the link, because so again, this is the beauty of the work that at least I'm so honored to do myself here at DGB is I always will say I am the messenger. God has instilled in me a certain code or a certain frequency. I don't, I don't even know what it is, to be quite frank with you, right? I don't know. But there's a frequency or a code that's within me that calls upon the women that I'm meant to work with, that it will, that energy will go out into the universe and somehow it will connect with you, right? And, and it, will, it will speak to you. And, and it's, it's in a way, it's, it's in the 5D reality, so it, we're not necessarily conscious of it. But there's just something that you stumble across the page or something happened, you just happen to find it, right? And then when you come into the Divorcing Gracefully and Beyond program and you're part of a family and you're part of a sisterhood, this is again where I would love to take the credit, right? But I, it is, I give it all to God, is that, that that message and that code comes through me activates your soul. That's that's really what it is, right? Is that I have listened, I have, I have been through, when I say walk through hell and back, my life was a complete disaster. I mean, I, I look back and I'm like, I don't even know how I did it. Like, honest, I just don't, right? I know, yeah. Right? Ooh, look back I, like, I don't even know. I don't know. how. But anyway, you know, you did. Mm-hmm. And divorcing gracefully and beyond was what I considered to be a divine download. I just wrote, I created the, I just wrote it. I just wrote, it was just coming and coming and coming. And it almost to me is everybody who reads the, the curriculum as you're moving through it is it's, it will have a different meaning to you because it's speaking to you. It has an energy level to it, right? It has a speaking level to it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is, Going back to you, sometimes divorce, sometimes God will use divorce as the catalyst to get to your purpose, which this book needed to be written. And you wouldn't have written this book if you didn't go through the divorce, right? Or the two, right? The, the, the areas. If you didn't go through a little bit of the suffering, if you didn't come to DGB and, and, and bring yourself up to the highest level, if you weren't didn't find your partner now who you're married to, right? Like if you look back, the bread trail's all there mm-hmm. and you can see, oh, that's why I, that needed to happen. Oh, that's why. And you, like you said, if God gave us the whole loaf, we, we, there's no way we'd, we'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm God. not doing that. Like it's not happening. So he's given us these little bread trails and that's the beauty. And this is why I love this work is that I answered the call. You answered the call. My work wouldn't be without you. Your work wouldn't be without me. It's 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 that connectivity of consciousness. We need each other, right? And we're we're there. But your liberation of your soul is now going to liberate thousands of other women's souls. I hope so. And you didn't waste the pain of divorce. We recalibrated it. Mm-hmm. And Made it this, something. <laughs> this 
right? Is it, and you look at it and like, we couldn't even think about it in a million years planned it this way. Mm. Never it. And this is the reason why the work we do with DGB is so important. And what, like Margaret said, do not wait to do this work because there's something in you that you're meant to liberate. It could be the freedom of your family. It could be the freedom of you. Who knows? It could be a book. It could be anything. It could be work, the people who report to you. It, mm -hmm. it, there's a million things it could be. But the one thing that I know that's not happening is if you're stuck and you're not doing the work and you haven't created new patterns, beliefs, and behaviors, you will create the same pattern over and over and over again. Now, you know this and I know this. Time is our greatest asset. Do not wait. Do not wait. We are in a world today that the world needs you to be at your highest level. You need you to be at your highest level. Your family needs you to be at your highest level. And you get to enjoy life. So tell me what, what's kind of coming on the down the road for you now with the book that's happening and with your hubby. Like what's what's going on in day-to-day -day life in Margaret's world? Well, I'm going to get this book finally published. It probably is about a, a month away, maybe, before it hits mm -hmm. it's bookstores um but we love to travel both of us and um i was so blessed i was at the airport and the plane was late and we went to get some ice cream and um i noticed books in the, the store we were at so i asked someone about uh how do i get a book in the, you know in the store to sell she gave me the name of the girl that purchases the books for the entire united states <laughs> It's like, oh my gosh, you know, so there's so many things that could be out there. You can dream and dream and dream. And you know what? If it helps one person. That's right. If it helps one it. person. Yep. And you just exemplified one of our core belief systems is we don't figure out the how, we figure out the what. Right. So exactly what you said. If I could get this book in the hands of that one person. At the very least, that one person. Now, God, universe, and source is going to do his thing to figure out how it's all going to happen. But you did the initiative and you did it, girl. You did it and you're on your way. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. And, you know, even I want the girls to say, yeah, I'm tearing up, you know, because the pain of what you go through. Mm -hmm. You know, you put a bandaid on it. And you move forward and you know you're strong and, you, you know, you've got all this. But in writing the book, you remember, it made me relive a lot of the pain I went through. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it's sort of raw right now. But And that's where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And in the book, uh, I was led to one scripture. And all things give thanks for that. So will the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I remember thinking one day, Lord. I don't know why I'm to thank you for him walking off, but mm -hmm. thank you, Lord, you know. So uh, there's reasons behind things, and you just have to be strong and know that God wants you to be strong. And that's one thing, Donna, I think you instill, too, is is what God wants for us. Yes. He wants us to be strong. That's, that's, the way he, that's why he made us, the way he yes. wants us to be loving and kind and strong and helpful and loyal and all these great, wonderful qualities that he made a woman to be. A hundred percent. We're not meant to be meek and injured. No. And he wants us to be able to stand up, to take care of our children, to be an example. And I am a much better example mm -hmm. now than I was. And it comes by decision. 
Yes. You don't have to have an understanding of your past. You don't have to have justice from the past. You don't have to have forgiveness from the past because you claim it and you take it. You don't have to wait for someone else to give it to you is what you're saying to God is I would love to have an understanding of what happened. I would love to have justice and all of that. Like we do, we want it, but I don't need it. So I'm going to give it to you. And when the time comes, you give me the information that I'm meant to hear. That's going to help me great. And in the meantime, if if, if it's not coming to me, I know that it's not information I'm meant to hear because it's only going to hurt me. But here's, here's what I'm going to do. Here's the future that I am creating. There's zero plan B. There's not like, I hope I wish maybe I think it is. No, here's the future that I am creating. I am creating a home of love, right? I'm creating relationships with my children, whether they're three or 33, that they have a beautiful relationship with their spouse by example, right? And then I'm showing them how to move through arguments or disagreements because that's what that's what beautiful loving families do is we're going to disagree but there's a way to do it and i'm going to be the grandmother who to my grandchildren that will see me as a, as a strong woman who i will instill those into them and this this change will be generational i'm breaking the generational curse divorce ends here pain ends here suffering ends here abandonment ends here you know why because i stopped it It is, you are a generational curse breaker. You know, many women in your family, Margaret, were given the opportunity to break these curses. And I say curses or you could say patterns or you could say whatever it is the word you want, right? They weren't strong enough and no, no blame to them and no shame. They were lovely women in our generational family, right? These matriarchs had their own shit they needed to handle. So, but they weren't able to break this. Whatever reason, you were born for this reason to break that pattern. You have now broken it for your family. You have broken it. This is by far is probably the biggest win of the day, right? You have broken it. You have broken it. It is no longer in there. And so again, when we command, this is the home of love. This is how I'm showing up for with my children. This is gonna sh- my, my grandchildren. And this is how my family line will live way past when I'm even not in my physical body anymore. This is the marriage I will have. This is the husband I will have. This is the home that I will have. These are the vacations I will be having. You've, you've got to get very, very clear and command it in because it will happen. You may say, okay, here's the vacation I'm having. I'm having a vacation in the Bahamas four days with my kids and da, da, da. And maybe, maybe you get a vacation four days in Florida. Are you complaining? Who gives, who cares? You're still, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes Mm -hmm. it won't come out exactly as you plan, but it's going to come out with what your intent is. Yeah. And, and guys, if you don't begin to take control of your life, like as this conversation today, today's the day I decide on me. Today's the day I'm going to invest in divorcing gracefully and beyond. Today's the day I'm going to make the moves to take my life and my family's life to where I wanted to go, no matter what. Because that's what we, that's the decision is I'm going to, I'm going to decide me. Providence will move. Then the resources will show exactly what happened to you. You make the decision. Then the resources show. I could tell you in my journey, I've never made that decision with the resources there. Cause they, ne- if, if they, if I waited for that, I'd still wouldn't, I wouldn't be here because they don't come. They come when you make the decision first and then they show, but you know, you are that generational breaker. So congratulations on that too. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you again for all the training and education. You know, I like I it is my complete honor. And this is my the website. You could go right here to DonnaRudowitz.com. And if you want to book a call with me to see where you're at, because honestly, on this call, this is not a sales call. It's not anything like that. It's what I call a strategy call. 
is where it's just you and I talking, where we're going to see where you're at. You go to DonnaRudowitz.com slash apply. And if I feel that we could help you at DGB with 0%, like with, with doubt, with 100% confidence, we could help you. I'll invite you into the program. And if I feel that there's a different path for you, I'm going to tell you that that would be the path. Because again, we are part, we are sisters. We are shared consciousness. My goal is your liberation. If we could help you, we're going to do it. And if we can't, I'm going to direct you, but there's no obligation to join the program. It's honestly a one-to-one -one call where we just get to chat. So if you're ready, book that call. Do it now. We're getting into August. We're in August, right? Think yeah. about this. September, October, by Christmas, your life could be very, very different. Matter of fact, not mm -hmm. can, as we know, will be very, very different. So what's one last thing you could say to your sisters before we go? What's one piece of wisdom? If you remember where you were, that pain and that suffering and that feeling of hopelessness and just that feeling of just all of it, what would you say to her? I would say love yourself and call Donna. Yes. That's what I'd say. I love it. I love it. All right, my friend, listen to Margaret, love yourself, put it on the mirror. I love me. <laughs> love yourself enough to invest in yourself. Yes. I just had this conversation before we go, and I think it's important. I spoke to a woman who was a lovely soul. When I say lovely, I mean, lovely, 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 lovely. When it came time to the investment, it was like she just couldn't get past it. And I understand that. But it was interesting because just before that, she told me about her children, right, who are older now, who already had their braces, but now we're 15, 16, who, who want to get Invisaligns. And she just spent like $15,000 on the with no question. And there's no, again, there's no judgment here. But the time has got to come where other people are important and so are you. Exactly. Because nothing changes until you do. So anyway, with that said, mwah, sending you so much love. Thank you. All right. So here's what I want you to do. As soon as that book comes in, okay. you need to let me know. <laughs> we're gonna, you're going to send me a copy. Right. I'm going to read it. And then we're going to have another show because what you have in this book, every single DGB woman needs to hear. So we're going to have another conversation and we'll talk about the book. We'll go over it. We'll interview you. And man, Congratulations. Thank you. Be you are welcome. And congratulations on the marriage and the kids and all of it, all of it, every last piece. Thank you so much, Donna. I appreciate it. Love you, girl. All right. Yes. See you later. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.